We're very pleased to welcome two very talented Chicago-based musicians to our performance studio tonight, cellist Kenneth Olson and pianist Yelena Dirks. By way of cursory introduction, Ken is the assistant principal cellist of the CSO, and Yelena is the newest member of the Prairie Winds Quintet when she's playing her other instrument, the oboe. Both are wonderful chamber musicians, as you're about to hear, and to begin, the Adagio and Allegro, Opus 70 by Robert Schumann. The musicologist Donald Tovey once wrote that the qualities of the cello are exactly those of the beloved dreamer whom we know as Schumann. Clearly, he understood the instrument very well, and he played it, as a matter of fact, in his early years. However, he wrote very little for it. The piece to be performed tonight was originally for horn or clarinet, but Schumann made it very clear that the cello could play it as well. It dates from 1849 and was originally entitled Romance and Allegro. Here are cellist Kenneth Olson and pianist Yelena Dirks to play it for us now. Thank you. 
Robert Schumann's Adagio and Allegro in A-flat major, Opus 70, played for us live here in the Faye and Daniel Levin studio of WFMT by cellist Kenneth Olson and pianist Yelena Dirks. And next up, from our two guest artists, we have a piece which many recitalists perform as an encore, Rachmaninoff's Vocalese, or Song Without Words. It began life in 1915 as a song for the composer's friend, the soprano Antonina Nezhdanova, who gave its first performance in Moscow in 1916 with Serge Kuzovitsky as her accompanist. Since the piece utilizes the voice as an instrument, Kuzovitsky suggested to the composer that he create an orchestral transcription, and many other adaptations have followed. The one for cello and piano is by the cellist Leonard Rose, and it's among the most successful of the bunch. Here are cellist Kenneth Olson and pianist Yelena Dirks in the Opus 34, number 14, Vocalise, by Sergei Rachmaninoff.
cellist Kenneth Olson and pianist Yelena Dirks in the Rachmaninoff Vocalese, Opus 34, number 14, and Leonard Rose's arrangement. And if you slide your mic over, I can talk to you, Ken. Okay. Nicely done. <laughs> we have uh, two wonderful artists with us tonight who uh, made their way to Chicago. Uh, Yelena from the West Coast and uh, Ken from the East Coast, and we're so glad to have you with us in Chicago's musical community, hopefully for keeps. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I wondered if each of you, though, would uh, kind of give us a short biography and give us an idea of how you did make your way to Chicago. Ladies first. Okay. Hit it. <laughs> well, I grew up in a musical family. Both my father and my mother are musicians. My dad is a cellist and my mom is a violist. Mm -hmm. So I started out with a love for music and... Um, I didn't want to be a string player though, so I picked both oboe and piano. And I made my way to the Midwest, went to school here, and moved to Chicago to study with my with an oboe teacher and ended up just staying here. And along the way, my mother got the job in the Chicago Symphony. Oh, so you were actually here before she was? I was here before she I was. I see. And um, we decided that Chicago might be a nice place to stay. So yeah. here I stayed. Well, we're glad you did. I am too. <laughs> And of course, your mom is in the Chicago Symphony Orchestra yes, in the viola is. section, and it's worked out rather well for everybody, it the whole did. family. Yes. And Ken, tell us your story. Uh, well, I grew up in Albany, New York. Uh, my parents are both jazz musicians, actually, but didn't they knew a little bit about classical music, but I don't think they knew what they were getting themselves into when I started playing the cello. And uh, I kind of just started on my own in elementary school, and. Uh, took them along for the ride through high school, and then I uh, graduated and went to the Cleveland Institute of Music, uh, where I studied with Richard Aaron, and then uh, spent a brief stint at Juilliard studying with Joel Krosnick before I came here to Chicago and joined the Chicago Symphony, and it's been great. That was almost three years ago now. So, great. Wow. Yeah. Glad to have you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Now, how about the two of you? Is that something that's been going on a while, or have you just recently figured out that this would be a nice uh, way to make music? Uh, we've been playing together for... A little over a year? Probably, yeah, over yeah. a year. Uh, well, obviously, I know Karin well from the symphony, right. and um, Yelena is a fantastic oboe player in addition to her talents on the piano, and she's been basically a permanent sub with the symphony since I've been here. Uh -huh. So she's been a fixture in the orchestra this whole time, and, you know, we've bonded over wine and dinners and all kinds of things, and Great. we finally got the chance to play together, and we had such a good time, so we've been doing it more and more since then. So. Okay. So someday you might take this on the road? <laughs> uh, maybe. We'll see. I don't know if I can get some time off from work. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be easy. <laughs> not in that job. Yeah. So, Tell me a bit about um, the repertoire you've chosen for us tonight and why you've made the choices you've made. That Schnitka is, of course, an incredible bear of a piece to play. And it is. contrasts so nicely with the Rachmaninoff you just played. Um, well, the Rachmaninoff we've done together quite a few times, and I just I love the piece, and it's such a... It's like a palate cleanser after that schnitka. You need right. something to kind of relax a little bit. Um, the schnitka is a piece that I played at first in college uh, when I was in Cleveland, and I haven't played it in probably about four years. Um, and I, I think it's a wonderful piece. I think it's controversial. Not everybody will like it. Um, perhaps some present company here in the studio don't like it either. But... Um, <laughs> I'm not part of that company. I, I think it's a great piece. <laughs> no, am I. And neither is Elena, uh, our silent audience in here. <laughs> um, 
but I think, you know, for me, I just, something about that piece, I, it's challenging in so many different ways yeah. and not just like in traditional technical ways. I mean, just like, I think it's emotionally challenging. And well, yeah, there's a range of emotions in there, which uh, encompass, you know, the entire world. Practically. Yeah. I know. I, I, I guess when I'm feeling in a dark mood, I think it's a good piece to play. Yeah. So I think when I was choosing this program, maybe I was feeling a little dark, but, um, uh, you know, the Schumann I think is just a wonderful piece to start a recital. It's a, kind of here I am. It's, I've done it a few times and every time I do it, I'm like, I'm not going to do that again to begin because it's kind of hard, but then I do it anyway. And, <laughs> you know, it's fine. But, uh, and then the Beethoven A major is another piece that is a fantastic piece. I haven't played in years and years and I wanted to reacquaint myself now. And the Piazzolla, I just think is fun. Just kind of a fun thing to end with. Yep. So. And one, I think maybe the only thing that he wrote for cello and piano. Probably. As a matter of fact. Yeah. And it's also arranged for other instruments. Yeah. So I'm not sure. But All right. Well, thank you very much yeah, for coming tonight and for bringing this wonderful program with you. And uh, we're going to move on to the Beethoven, if that's okay. This is the third of Beethoven's five cello sonatas. And uh, the five sonatas span each of the main periods in Beethoven's creative life. And they're also among the first examples of writing for what I suppose you could call the liberated cello. Both cello and piano are now equal partners in the organic musical structure of the piece. The third sonata dates from 1807 and 1808, making it a middle period work. Although Beethoven was simultaneously working on the fifth and sixth symphonies, two very outgoing and very large scale works, this is a very intimate piece, and it gives the impression of uh, something meant to be performed only before a small group of close friends, which we have here tonight. The relationship between the cello and piano parts is very intimate as well. The work is almost in four movements. I say almost because the third movement, Adagio Cantabile, is so short it seems not quite like a fully fledged movement. But it establishes such a well-defined mood and character of its own, it really can't be considered a mere introduction to the fourth movement either. The movements are marked Allegro Manontanto, Scherzo Allegro Molto, and Adagio Cantabile Allegro Vivace. Beethoven Sonata No. 3 in A major, Opus 69, performed live from WFMT by cellist Kenneth Olson and pianist Yelena Dirks.
Thank you.
The Sonata Number no. 3 for Piano and Cello in A Major, Opus 69, by Beethoven. Kenneth Olson, our cellist tonight, Yelena Dirks, our pianist. And that brings to a close this live recital by cellist Kenneth Olson and pianist Yelena Dirks. They opened with the Schumann, Adagio, and Allegro, and we then heard the Sonata from 1978 by Alfred Schnitke. Then more Russian music, Rachmaninoff's Vocalese, and just before the Piazzolla, they played the Beethoven Sonata Number no. 3, Opus 69. Our thanks to these wonderful artists for being with us tonight, and to uh, Katinka Klein, another CSO cellist, for suggesting Ken to us. That's one of the best ideas we've had in a long time. More thank yous tonight to music producer Mary Mazurik and assistant producer Andy Lamoureux. I'm Kerry Frumkin, host and producer for these broadcasts, hoping you'll be with us again next Monday night at 8 for more music and performance. Live from WFMT.